0: Welcome to the Give Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Marissa Thayer. She's the founder and president of Thayer Consulting, as well as the founder and CEO of Her Health EQ, and also a TEDx speaker. Marissa, thanks so much for being on our show today.
1: Thanks for having me, Christopher.
0: So I love the name of your nonprofit. It's called Her Health EQ. And of course, we'll talk about your consultancy as well. But um, what inspired you to create this nonprofit?
1: Um, Sadly, A Conversation in a Bar. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm in the health tech and medical um, device industry, and uh, so I saw a huge need, and, uh, you know, my alluded to conversation at a bar really, um, you know, moved it forward, and I was living in Costa Rica, and so um, a friend of mine was telling me that there's women who are dying in this one region because of breast cancer, and so naively at 30, I was like, oh, get you a machine, because that's what the company that I worked for did, and um, just started getting
0: like diagnosed breast cancer yeah
1: a mammography machine and so um and so theirs broke down 10 years ago and um and and my company made them and i knew that we had excess sitting around that had been returned from you know customers and uh you know naivety at 30 for sure is amazing and so i said i'll get you one and you know that started my idea of there's so much um returned medical equipment that oftentimes is sold, but oftentimes it's thrown in a dumpster. And I know that because I've had to throw it in a dumpster. And so um, you know, I wanted to focus on women because being a woman in STEM, I knew sending girls to school was really important, but the reason they were being pulled out of school was because their mothers, their, their grandmothers, their aunts were sick or dead. And so they had to take care of the family. So given that I was in the med tech, med device industry, you know, I figured let's solve the health issue so that the girls can go to school. And so um, so her health EQ really stands for the, the EQ is equipment for equity. And so um. we want to make sure that women in developing countries, which is typically the second world, um, has access to equipment so that they can have health equity, so that they can have a healthier life. And so um, that was... That was the name and her health, because obviously we're talking about health and women. So try to just all shove it together.
0: No, it, it's a great brand. It's a great cause. And again, I admire your courage and your commitment for, for that cause. Was the bar actually in Costa Rica? It was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was living there. So, I mean, I figured, you know, uh, that's, what, that's what you do on a rainy uh, uh, Sunday night. So, yeah, why not?
0: And, and how is the nonprofit going now? Since so It's been about four years now.
1: Yeah, it's really good. And so the idea came many years ago. I actually formally formed it four years ago. Um, We've actually shifted our model into a social enterprise. So it's really exciting and um, still a nonprofit, but more social enterprise based where we're revenue generating. We have programs that are going in Jamaica, in Tanzania, uh, Vietnam, and uh, the very original one in Costa Rica. And we're expanding this year in uh, a very large program in India, um, in Kenya, and several other programs um, that are still kind of in development works back in Latin America and all around the world. So it's going really well. And um, and we're continuing to grow and we're continuing to, you know, move into the social enterprise space so that we're revenue generating. The old model of philanthropy is a bit dead and has shifted. And so um, you know, we want to make sure that our staff are paid a really, you know, a good actual salary and that they're incentivized to stay and to work really hard. And we want to make sure that we can you know, survive without asking people for, for $10 at a time.
0: Yeah, yeah. And by social enterprise, so is it still a 501c3 or is it a B Corp? Or what, what from a legality standpoint, what, what is a social enterprise?
1: Yeah, legally, we are a 501c3. Um, and then we can, you know, tack on a for profit side if we wanted to, um, so that we are, uh, we can take investments, which is one of the things that we're, we're working towards. Um, you know, impact investing is, is this huge space, people are becoming far more involved in it. And, um, you know, when we're talking about impact investing, they want to actually see the impact in number of people helped. Um, and so and get a return. So that's one side of it. So you know, it's like, quote unquote, two companies that that are under one umbrella. But yeah, we are still definitely a 501c3 and will remain so forever.
0: Nice. Again, I commend and applaud your work because Melissa Gates once said that, during the course of your life, you will see something that breaks your heart, but don't look away because that's when change is born. And for you, it was in a bar. For me, I, I met an a eight-year-old young girl who lived at a homeless shelter in LA at the largest shelter of its kind in the, in the country. That was 10 years ago. I ended up creating this homeless youth program to help and teach life skills for teenagers in a shelter. But same thing with you. I hope our listeners know that yes, we can be entrepreneurs and executives, and make money, but why not also help other people? Because bluntly speaking, it's like if we're all just focusing on ourselves, will never have the ability to save lives, which, what you're doing. So again, I commend you for doing that work because as leaders, it's really about leading by example. So, So thank you so much for being a leader leading by example. Let's talk about your, your consultancy. What types of services do you offer for your clients?
1: Yeah, so Fayer Consulting, you know, we focus on the med tech, health tech, um, and medical device, pharmaceutical, um, you know, small to medium sized companies, I do have some very large clients, you know, I won't, I won't deny that. And they're wonderful. But I like to focus, I like us to focus on the small to medium sized clients. And so what we do is we help them grow. And so that's either, you know, working with them to find, you know, appropriate sources of capital, but then a lot on the strategy side. And so my background has been a lot in mergers and acquisitions and helping integrate companies into like the new parent company. And so it's a supply chain, it's manufacturing, it's operations. And so, you know, I formed a bunch of people around me who have similar skills and um, we help these these companies grow. We come up with their manufacturing strategy and oftentimes, you know, deciding on where that is, how that is. um, I do a lot of work out of the country, but also do work inside the U.S. too. Um, But it's really, truly a global um, organization. And for me, it's most important to help innovation grow and I want innovation to grow and it's a little self-serving because I I want to help women in developing countries so um, you know these these innovations have to get to a stage where they're commercially viable where these companies are growing so that they are able to make an impact not just like you were saying in their pocketbook but they're making an impact to the world and so, so many of these new organizations and innovative companies have really started to put this social enterprise, social impact as part of their mission. So they're, they're doing really well financially because the developed countries are are quote unquote paying for, for everything else. And then the developing countries or any nonprofits that they work with, they give, you know, they give them to them at cost. So they just cover their costs, but they don't charge any of the margin on top of it. So that's some of the ways that they can be socially, um, you know, socially impactful. And so what what I love to do as an organization for, with Fayer Consulting is that we help these companies grow. Um, and, and we don't only focus on women's health, um, but we do um, – I like the small to medium size. You can get your hands dirty. You can get your yeah, hands in yeah. there and make a true impact, quite honestly.
0: Can you share a story of one of your clients and how you're able to help them become more innovative?
1: Yeah, I mean – Sure. (laughs) I'm like, hmm, which one am I allowed to talk about? But um, yeah, one of them, and and I won't necessarily name their name, but um, because who knows? You don't need to name their name. Yeah, no, it's good. It's it's actually, it's an older technology and it has to do with thermal mapping of your breast. And so it's something that can be done at home. And I serve as an advisor to them as well. And, um, you know, they're focused right now on helping and getting it out into the market in, in the U.S. and in Europe and, and in, J- in Japan and all of these places. So you can detect breast cancer, quote unquote, at home, or you can detect it, you know, with an app and that your doctor reads. Um, and so this can sometimes help in between mammograms or this can, and I, you know, for me, I think it's really important. And this is kind of one of the ways that I've, I've been able to help them is to say, oh, okay, this is great. You actually want to do this in the developing world, absolutely, the developed world. For sure, but just imagine where mammograms are not available in the developing world. So this could be the technology that they use once a year to to map thermal differences in breast tissue, which can indicate a cancer. Um, uh, cancers are typically uh, show up as hot, um, mm. and so this is this could this could eliminate you know the need for potentially mammograms uh, in some of these developing countries because they also don't have the infrastructure to support the technology um, of a mammogram machine and um or they can be using ultrasounds or they can use different technologies that are far far more cost effective these developing countries also don't have necessarily the capital to put a hundred mammograms throughout you know one region or one state and so um you know, just one of the examples of, of, of using great innovative technology and then deploying it in a different way um, to, to help more women and to gain more scale as well.
0: That's great. Now, so are mammograms very effective in terms of detection? For, like, for instance, like prostate cancer, I know I've heard like this PSA thing, it's not always ever accurate. So I don't really know that much about breast cancer, but in terms of, uh, has it improved exponentially in the last 10 years in terms of the detection and diagnosis of breast cancer?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, actually, I was on uh, on the development team for the 3D mammography, the first one that was out in the market. So I'm, um, I'm highly preferential to it. So yeah, the technology has gotten better. It's no longer film. It's no longer just like an image on a screen. I mean, definitely in the last 10 years, things have 20 years even has completely shifted. I mean, you're taking you're taking hundreds and hundreds of uh, 3D slices that get compiled into one image uh, within seconds. Um, really? okay. And it's really, you know, it's a, it is a brilliant technology and especially in the developed world, it is, it is the standard of care. Um, there are other ways to detect breast cancer, of course. Um, you know, ultrasound is highly effective. Um, but and, the accuracy
0: and, is like really, really good. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, listen, it's in the nineties for sure. And, and it also depends on the technician it depends on yeah. the technology. It depends on so much, but um yeah it's it's very highly effective and 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 honestly anybody who can should get their their annual screening mammogram of course
0: awesome marissa thanks again for sharing your knowledge both on the for-profit and non side how can our guests stay in touch with you yeah, of course.
1: So you can go to marissafayer.com. Uh, you can also go to herhealthyq.org. And um, when people say, please reach out, we actually mean it, like, please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we have programs that are about to launch for Her Healthy Q, um, in India, in Kenya, and in Latin America. And would love, you know, we'd love to, to hear from people um, who might have a strategic alliance, uh, might have a financial alliance. And, um, and uh, yeah, we, e- either of the channels work great.
0: Great, Marissa. Thanks so much for your time. Have a great day.
1: Thanks, you too.
0: Thank you for listening to our Gifters podcast. If you want to turn your story into a successful speaking or coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com for details.